This is Joe Kwan, the Connection Counselor, your host on Diversity Bites, the program for everybody who understands the challenges inherent in creating a more diverse workforce. Join us as we explore the strategies and mindsets needed to transcend statistics, increase belonging, and unlock higher performance. Hello, this is Joe Kwan, the Connection Counselor, and welcome to Diversity Bites, the only daily diversity podcast in the world. I'm also the creator of the Everybody Thrives program, which is for companies looking to unlock the full power of all their people. So today we're wrapping up our series, uh, which was a little bit stressful for me to record, uh, partially because I was running out of episodes and also because uh, you know, saying that we all uh, work in racist institutions uh, may not be uh, regarded very popularly by some, but, you know, I'm really here to tell uh, folks uh, what I believe will be helpful based on my understanding and, you know, not here to uh, necessarily say what's going to make me popular or make people uh, happy because ultimately that's not going to help things. It'll make you feel better, but it won't actually advance the cause of inclusion uh, and equity in our organizations and in society. So to me, um, you know, sorry, that's my purpose, uh, you know, not not to make everyone else happy. Um, So today we're going to wrap up with our uh, last sort of principle or uh, thought about thriving in a racist institution. And this is about speaking up effectively, right? If you're in a racist institution, Racist things are going to happen. How do you deal with them? How do you speak up effectively? And I'm not talking about um, how you effectively report people. And I was uh, formerly uh, working in compliance, and I'm a big believer in hotlines and accountability, and hopefully they do work. Um, and that's always to varying degrees, like any other um, you know, system or where people are involved. Um, but I do believe that can be an important part of the process. That's not what I'm talking about here today uh, when I say speaking up effectively, um, although I will say that you know sometimes that may be the right thing to do. So I'm not you know saying that they're bad. I'm not saying they're the best way. I'm saying that they can play an important role, uh, and that's all I'm going to say about that. This is that isn't the focus uh, of today's topic. I'm talking about when it happens in real time, right? Something a little bit more useful. It, uh, something happens right in front of you in a meeting. How do you speak up? Uh, effectively? How do you um, respond to behavior and, and tell someone, um, you know, that what they're doing is, is, is wrong or uh, mistaken or offensive, right? And part of the challenge here is, you know, in these organizations, in our organizations, often when you're doing that, uh, the balance of power uh, isn't one where you can speak on a level playing field, right? It's, it's almost like uh, if you want to get into an arm wrestling match, uh, the other person has a higher position or, you know, they have um, some extra assist on their side. So it will be very difficult for you uh, to win. And frankly, um, even when you win, and I, I like to share this concept a lot, you know, even when you win and you fight and it's a battle and you overcome and you're victorious, uh, damage is taken on by you as well as the other side. So even though you may ultimately win, you also end up losing uh, in a way. Uh, and that can often come back uh, to hurt you in the future when you are in a more vulnerable vulnerable position and someone remembers that bad feeling of being beaten by you, of 
guess what? They're going to take the opportunity to, to beat you or stab you in the back uh, first chance uh, that they get. That's just human nature. I'm not immune to it. You're not immune to it. Uh, most people are not uh, immune to that. So it's something to be wary um, of. So what do you do? Right? Um, people don't like to be told, they don't respond well to being told what to do, they don't respond well to being told uh, that they are wrong. Does that mean we shouldn't say anything, that we should just shut up or pretend that, you know, that what they're doing, uh, you know, is okay? No, that's not what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is, um, how do we speak up effectively, right? Like, how do you do it in a way that's actually going to be more helpful than harmful to you? or even to the person you're speaking up on the behalf, like if you're being an ally or an upstander, right? Just because you say something uh, doesn't mean necessarily that it's gonna help if you say it in a way that is less helpful versus a way that's more helpful. So what is more helpful? How can we do this in a way that is more helpful, assuming we are in a racist institution where uh, people are not gonna be like, yeah, definitely, um, definitely agree with what Joe's saying, right? Well. Um, you know, one really, really useful way to think about this is, you know, when the balance of power is on the other side, you really need that person to do some of the changing and some of the work. And when you push them, when you tell them uh, what they should think and what they should believe, uh, the reaction is generally not for them to go in the direction you're pushing, it, the reaction is for them to push back. So what is the opposite? What is something that you can do to get them going in the right direction? And that is instead of making a statement or a proclamation, is to ask a question, right? Not a question like, why did you do that? Which is the same thing as a statement saying you did something wrong, phrases a question. But it's more something to um, reflect and make them think about what's going on in a way that could lead to them understanding better and changing of their own accord, uh, which is great because now you're leveraging their own power uh, to change things for the better. So let me just give a, a really quick example. So let's say you're in a, in a meeting or in a team or organization where women are always getting asked uh, to take notes and the men are not being asked to take notes and that makes it harder for the women to contribute because they're always being scrutinized for their notes and they're scribbling furiously and it's you know I don't know about you but I can't talk and take notes at the same time I can only do one or the other and then you know I can't um, take the notes after I've talked because now the other person's talking so now I have to choose you know what do I do and you know maybe we're not recording the meetings and frankly I don't want to go back and, and, and always have to be the one uh, taking the notes right so if you raise your hand and say, you know, this is BS, you know, only the women are being asked to take notes, you know, um, that is totally uh, valid. Uh, you could do that. Um, you do run the risks we were talking about before where the reaction may be for people to push back or um, even if uh, you do win and, and they're like, oh, yeah, we should definitely do that. Um, it can all it can also leave like a negative like residue uh, on the relationship, which um, can be hurtful for your career uh, in the future. And I want you to succeed and do well. So avoiding that harm wherever possible, I think, uh, is is a good thing. It's not always possible, right? I'm not saying you should you you live to make others happy and to please people, but I'm saying um, if there's a way you can do it um, without damaging a relationship, then I would. Um, typically uh, try to do that first 
right, before we go to the nuclear uh, option. So in that example, um, instead of saying, you know, this is BS, you know, well, why does it always do this way? You could just ask a simple, you know, question. You could say something like, you know, hey, Jim, I, I noticed that, um, you know, you, we only ask women to take notes in the meetings. And when I do this, it's really harder for me to contribute uh, in, in, in the same way because, you know, I'm uh, a lot of my time and, and brain power is offloaded, you know, doing notes. I don't know if other women feel the same, you know, why don't we take turns, right? And then have them reflect on, yeah, why, why is that happening, right? Why don't we take turns, right? And it's not magic, right? It, it's not all of a sudden, um, you know, they're going to be like, oh, I, I know the error of my ways. And, and in fact, it may take weeks, it may take months, it may never happen, right? But the difference is, it, by asking a question, it is inviting them to participate in the solution rather than dominating and um, pushing them towards it, which is what you've been suffering to begin with. So in our previous episode, we said domination is never a cure for domination. Um, another thing you could say is, you know, help me understand, you know, help me understand um, why, let's say there's one guy in the organization and he's never asked to take notes. His name is um, John, you know. Help me understand um, why John is never asked to take notes, but all of us are. You know, help me understand, you know, maybe I'm missing something, you know, just I'm really curious, you know, why is that, right? And and not as a not as a coy kind of fake question masking an attack, but really just ask, right? Because you want to know and, and no matter what you suspect, you know, give the person the chance to respond, you know, uh, you know, to respond sort of honestly and sincerely with what's going on. And the wonderful thing about this is, you know, if you work with people who are of integrity, who are of intelligence, who are actually trying to do the right thing, by asking that question, that question is going to continue to cycle in their brain. They will not be able to release that question until they have an answer. And when that answer leads to bias and discrimination that they didn't realize that they're doing, it unlocks the ability for them to change. You have unlocked that ability for them by asking a question. And to me, that is the essence of speaking up effectively, not winning, not getting people to change uh, what they do, but getting them to change who they well, thanks for listening. This is Joe Kwan, the Connection Counselor, and this is Diversity Bites. If you're enjoying the show and would like to support us, consider leaving a tip on coffee.com. It's ko-fi.com slash Connection Counselor. I'll leave a link in the show notes. Remember, when it comes to higher performance, Diversity Bites, belonging to lights.